Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today we have got an awesome guest who's actually living abroad in Bangkok, uh, one of my favorite cities, and it's Kelly Campin. Kelly, welcome to the show. Ah, thanks. Glad to be on here. Yeah, we're we're really excited to have you on. Um, so before we sort of get into uh, Airbnb hosting in particular, we know you've got a really interesting story. So we love. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Where Where are you from? What are you doing now, et cetera? Sure. So I'm originally from the West Coast, uh, mainly Seattle and San Francisco. Um, I moved over to Asia nearly 13 and a half years ago um, to work with a telecommunications company. And when that ended, I decided to stay in Asia. And since then, I've opened up several companies, everything from a newspaper to animation studio to staffing company. And currently, um, I work at one of the largest Ruby on Rails development companies in Southeast Asia. And we do stuff for startups, basically, out of San Francisco. And then also on the side, I own uh, Dojo Clothing and Dojo Watches. Um, and that's what I do now. And then Airbnb host. Yeah. So how, and then the, your company, it's, it's called Dojo? Yeah, Dojo. D-O, if I, if I could do a shameless plug, it's httpdo.jo. Okay, great. Do.jo. All right, awesome. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes. And so what was your inspiration to begin this clothing company? Um, actually, it was kind of a fluke. Like, uh, I used to always wear, you know, the Steve Jobs uniform, black mm-hmm. shirt and jeans and my friend said I need some more color in my life, and that's what spun it out. And I needed the color watch instead of a black and brown watch. I see. That's, that's really kind of it. That's awesome. <laughs> They're interchangeable color watches. I see. Um, and have you, th- th- the the entire time, have you been in Bangkok or you've been all over Asia? So I've been all over Asia. I lived in, um, well, not all over Asia. I've obviously visited all over, but I've lived in for a significant amount of time in the Philippines. Philippines for about four and a half years, Indonesia for a year and a half, Hong Kong for about six or seven months, and then came back to Thailand. And I've been in Thailand for five years again now. So in That's, total, it's been about seven and a half years in, in uh, Bangkok. It's amazing. All the places you just lifted, listed off are, are some of Jasper's favorite places in the world. <laughs> nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've traveled a lot through Asia, and uh, we were just talking Philippines, probably one of my favorite countries in the world. Yeah, I, I, Philippines was great. I mean, it's. I mean, every country has its unique benefits, and it's, you know, it's it's different stuff. Like Hong Kong is an amazing city to explore and walk around and get lost in the, the alleyways and stuff. And the Philippines is a great, amazing, gorgeous beaches. Uh-huh. Uh, Thailand has amazing street food and just things to do everywhere you turn. Um, 
Indonesia. It's got its unique flavor as well. Mm -hmm. All very unique places. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. I actually spent a few months in Hong Kong last year and uh, it's had a really great time. One of my favorite cities. Uh, it's so easy to get around. It's just amazing. I love it. So, Kelly, let's, um, let's get into the Airbnb hosting here. Um, the first thing we'd like to ask you is, could you tell us a little bit about how you got started and what kind of type of listing you have and where it's located and everything? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so, I guess I'll start with like what type of listing I have. I have a, I have a four-bedroom house that I've lived in for a while, and um, I had two spare bedrooms. Um, I was using the top floor as my office, which I found out that, that I never went to the top floor. And it's a really big space with huge patios. I mean, probably uh, one of the patios is bigger than the bedroom itself. It's probably, I don't know, 175 square meters, you know, which is about 1,700 square feet. Um, and it's just gorgeous. And I had a friend come over from Rio, and actually he turned out to be my very first Airbnb guest as well because he was doing it in uh, in Rio. And from there, he just said, you know, you need to do this more and take off. I'm like, okay. And then I turned another room into um, another smaller Airbnb room. So now I have two rooms total in my house. Um, I live rent-free, and yeah, it's great. That's that's awesome. And did your friend from Rio tell you about Airbnb, or was he your first I mean, guest? I'm, I'm in the tech industry, so I knew about Airbnb, right. but I was never sure if I could, like, I'm not like a loner, but I like, I like my own privacy. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sure if I could do it. Um, luckily, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty, it's a beautiful house in a beautiful area of uh, Bangkok, one of the more upscale areas of Bangkok. And the living room is separated somewhat from the, the staircase that takes you up to the bedrooms. So it doesn't actually interrupt my, my day very much at all. Um, and it just, it just worked out really well with the first, I decided to open up the smaller room. So you have a four bedroom place and how many rooms did you, did you say you rent out? So yeah, I have a four bedroom house. Um, I rent out two rooms. One is a little bit smaller and one is quite large. Um, uh, they both have private bathrooms. The obviously I take the master room and then the, the smallest room is actually uh, my live in maids room. So that's one benefit of living in Asia is I have a live in maid that does my guests laundry, cleans the room every day, you know, makes a coffee in the morning for them if they want. Right. Wow. That's, that's awesome. I never thought of that, but if you all for the price of a piece of a slice of pizza, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, like, you know, my room, my rooms are about what, like my low price is $29. So that's like what? A couple of beers. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one drink in a one and a half drinks in a Vegas nightclub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, actually, I never thought of that. Like when you have a house in a country where the wages are are uh, a bit lower, you can actually have a living maid to take care of all everything for you. That's a that's a that's yeah, a it's, and. And that helps out when I travel as well. And so, you know, she's always here and, um, except for Sundays, obviously. And, um, yeah, she's always here to take care of it. And she takes care of obviously my cats and stuff and the house and make sure everything's done and taken care of. It's good. Awesome. 
So Kelly, let me ask you when you when you are there and your guests sort of come in, what is your what is your preferred level of interaction? For example, do you do you greet them? Do you show them around the neighborhood or what's your sort of protocol? So I always if I can, I always try to make sure that I'm the one that greets them at least the first time. Uh-huh. Um, and because then, then I have an electronic lock, so I show them how to use the door. Uh, my house is actually pretty teched up. Like every room has the Philips Hue color light bulbs in it, including the guest rooms. Uh, um, and it's it's just a tech savvy house. So I try to like make sure I'm there to meet them, show them the door, um, make sure that they've got the PDF printed um, that shows the neighborhood. If I I get really busy, but if I can, I always try and go out and have a drink with them at least one night. Um, although I think in Bangkok, I'm not sure how it is in the rest around the world, but I get a lot of short stays, one, two, three days. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not always easy to, to hang out with them. And the PDF that you mentioned, is, is that is that your guidebook by chance? Yeah, so I have a, like at my, I put my house manual in there, guidebook, uh, my address in both English and Thai, you know, a little bit about the neighborhood. I also have like an ongoing Foursquare link. So I use Foursquare to do a to-do list. And then I link directly to my Foursquare on the web so that you can see like my, my tip and then where it's at. And if you have Foursquare, you can obviously just use it on your app as well. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a great idea, actually. I like yeah, I've tried, I've tried a lot. There was, um, I used to, I started out with one from a friend of mine, Brennan Dunn, which was called Tiplist. Um, and then I got too, got too many listings on there for where to go. And then I started to try Pinterest and Foursquare seems to be the, the application that a lot of people around the world have. So it's yeah. really easy for them to grab, do it. They know what they, they already know the app. So yeah, it worked out really well. Yeah. I, I always use Foursquare when I travel. It's, it's a great app. And what, what's the, what's the brand of the, of the lock that you use? Um, so I have a Samsung just a regular Samsung NFC lock, right. but I've got on order the Skybell, the Goji, and the August. And are these like one of them will control? work? <laughs> um, they're so three of them. Two of them are remote control. One of them's a doorbell that just has a video camera in it. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So we've been talking uh, a little bit about uh, electronic locks on another episode, which yeah. is really good solution for. Uh, especially for people who manage their Airbnb listing from abroad. Yeah, so they're they're great. I've I've studied a lot of them. Um, Lockatron was the first. It's amazing. Um, Goji is the one that I like the best because it's a lock and a video camera, um, and it also detects if somebody just knocks on the door. So it detects vibration and brings your phone. Um, and it also has fobs, so you can give them. You can give your guests a key if they don't have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, and then August, I just got it because I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those Kickstarter people. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, that's great. Hey Kelly, um, did you have any concerns before you started your Airbnb listing? Yeah, of course I did. Um, so. Like I, you know, obviously I did some research and I seen the articles about like, you know, the guy in New York that it got evicted and the, the, uh, what there was like some other scandal stuff in New York and one that got wrecked in LA or something like that. Um, but 
I, I really, you know, I've had over, if you include like couples as two people, I've had well over probably 350 guests in the last 14 months. And I've not once had an issue, not at all. Like not even the slightest thing. Right. That's, that's interesting. I mean, that's basically what we keep hearing from, from everyone. People yeah, are, very, it's, people are apprehensive. It's about, a sharing a community. Right. Yeah. And, and, and people are apprehensive about having random people from the internet in their house. Right. And it's, it makes sense. I mean, it's very, it's understandable. But sure. it's, uh, every time it just shows that uh, the experiences always end up being really good. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I, I do require is if, if somebody inquires about the space that doesn't have her profile picture or verified stuff, um, they can still inquire. And I just, re I send back a very polite message saying, you know, before I can approve your inquiry, um, because you have no reviews or verification, if you can just verify your phone number, social networks and put up a real profile picture, I'll get you in, I'll get you all set up and no problem. Everybody's done it. So <laughs> See, the, the funny thing is, is not only have people had really great experiences, but when, when people are contemplating renting out either their entire home or a bedroom in their home, they're usually comparing that to a fixed term lease. So they say that, okay, well, having a stream of random people from whatever, from the internet or whatever it seems a bit more risky than just hiring one person to stay in the place that you can interview, you can sort of flesh out. What's what's really cool as we've been talking to more people is what's actually, and we're talking about people who've, who've been on both sides of the fence. We've had the fixed term um, people who are leasing as well as the short stay rental people. The short stay people by and large, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, the short stay people by and large seem to actually be much much better guests and not only are they usually usually very courteous but another aspect of it is they're there for a short period of time because they want to explore the city they want to see the sites yeah they're, they're going to be there to to a certain period but really the amount of damage that your house is exposed to is substantially less and then also you have this amazing system of accountability built into airbnb so overall it's funny that that people have this apprehension but what's the baseline you always have to look at the baseline and that's a fixed term lease and by and large from the you know, hundreds of people that we've talked to, uh, Airbnb is just a far better alternative. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. And I think, you know, I've, like I, I've never rented out a, a space on fixed term or anything like that to people, but I can see psychologically what it is. And I would think that if they're there for a long term, they kind of go, well, this is my place. It's, you know, I can do what I want, etc. Whereas if it's short term, they're kind of more conscious and they're more aware of their surroundings. And, you know, they know somebody is going to be coming in a few days behind them as well. And they kind of want to leave it better. And then, like you said, the, the Airbnb accountability process is great. So yeah, I've never had a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And also the great thing about short term is obviously you can charge more. So <laughs> yeah, that, that plays a small factor in it. I mean, the money, yeah, who cares about money? <laughs> um, I mean, right. You know, I'm kind of in a tough spot because I'm in Thailand and believe me, there are definitely less expensive places than mine. But um, I think the reason why I'm always on the front page of Airbnb Bangkok is because my location is incredible. I live on like a 
uh, one of the best areas of Bangkok in a beautiful house. On my street, there's only four houses mm-hmm. and one of the best boutique hotels in Southeast Asia. So it's a it's just a great area. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so let me ask you, uh, uh, of course, aside from the, from the financial benefits, what is your, what has been the biggest benefit to you from hosting thus far, as far as the people you've met or the experiences you've had? Wow. So after hosting, like I said, you know, over three hundred and fifty guests, um, I've had some. I've met some killer people. Um, some that have become definite friends in my life. Um, some people that I've actually gone back and done work with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just connecting with people that I would have never, ever met otherwise. I mean, it would be impossible to meet these people. Um, and they've just been great people. I mean, Airbnb seems to cultivate, the uh, you know, the good people coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> so <laughs> the opposite of, you know, the bad people coming out of the woodwork. It's, it's just great. Um, that would have to be it, you know, meeting really cool people and being able to stay in contact with cool people and, you know, expanding my personal network. Yeah. I, uh, I have the same experience, uh, you had Kelly. Uh, I, I even have people inviting me to stay at their houses for free, like all over the world. You know, it's really amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, great. we talked to another host, uh, a few weeks back and he told us, uh, having guests from, in his house from Airbnb actually made him regain his confidence in humanity because everyone was so, <laughs> so nice to him. I can see that. You know, the great thing is, is I, I never expected, but when somebody brings a gift from their country, that's just like, it, it just, you know, it makes you feel so good because yeah. I, I would never ask for it. I would never expect that you're, you're paying to stay at my house, but yet they always feel that they want to share their, you know, their country with you. So right. And in Thailand, I get, I get people from all over the world, obviously. Right. And it's great. You know, I get chocolates or I get stuff like that. And being able to sit down and talk I got a DVD from a guy that was a videographer and yes, yeah, you know, great stuff. You know? Yeah. It almost seems like when people go to another country and stay in somebody's house, it just brings the best in people, you know, to the yeah. surface. I mean, I used to do couch surfing, uh, not myself, but I always let people stay at my place. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a different crowd. Right. <laughs> yeah. <a> person. <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. So, so, um, Kelly, I've, I've had a look at your listing and I can tell you're, you're doing a really good job. And, uh, I was wondering, do you. you have, do you have some advice for our Airbnb hosts out there that are kind of struggling? Wow. I have a lot of advice. <laughs> Maybe you want so, to write a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I think I need to write an addendum. <laughs> um, you know, the very first thing is obviously, and I think you've gone over this in your book as well, is, is you know, start out slow, you know, with a lower price, get some reviews under your belt. The main thing that, I mean, the, the main thing that you can do if you have the ability to do it is meet your guests, greet your guests, talk with your guests because you'll get to know what's going on. Um, there's been a few times when I haven't had a chance to speak with somebody. They may have had a small issue. They can figure something out and it didn't give me negative reviews, but they definitely put it in the comments privately to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just, you know, talk with your guests. That's a big one. Um, make sure the room's clean, obviously. <laughs> right. Um, 
you know, all that, all the, all the regular stuff. Um, yeah. So guide, guidebook is huge. If by, I don't know how many people I've had email me back right after I've sent the guidebook and yeah. they, they've just been like, Oh, thank you so much for this. This is incredible. You know, so. Yeah. I, I think sending out the guidebook is really important and communicating with your guests before they arrive is, is also uh, really good to do because, you know, I manage my Airbnb listing from, from wherever I am in the world because I'm usually traveling, but I still get complimented on being a good host, even though I don't yeah. meet the people. And I think this is purely because I send them a lot of information. I try to keep in touch with them as much as possible. I let them know how they can contact me. I let them know that if there's <coughs> issues at all, they can always, you know, hit me up and I'll, I'll, you know, do everything I can to, to solve whatever the issue is. So yeah, I, think, I mean, uh, absolutely. Communication is key. I think you're right. It's, it's definitely best if, if you, if you do have the chance to meet your guests in person, but if you, if you don't, you can kind of make up, uh, by, by just communicating with them a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I try to respond unless I'm sleeping. I try to respond within uh, within about thirty. I, I actually so. respond when I when I sleep. I've <laughs> myself to do that. <laughs> um, by the way, um, so all the, for all the listeners, so you know, Kelly actually has bought our book, and I asked him about it before the interview, and he hasn't even read it yet. So I have not. I, I've really, been terribly really busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am very sorry, <laughs> but you know. To give you credit, I've been waiting for somebody to put out a book like this. So the minute I see that pop up, I, th I think it popped up on my Facebook feed. I immediately clicked on it and bought it within, I was sold within like one minute of reading your guys' website. So you did a stellar job. Okay. I'm actually looking forward to reading it. I really am. Okay, great. I did, re I did read the guidebook supplement, which I thought was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, we'll... We'll love to hear your thoughts when you get the chance to read it. Absolutely. So, and and Kelly, I'd love to take it back to, so you said you've been on Airbnb for about 14 months. Uh, I'd love to hear about how you started. For example, what, I mean, was your place uh, a smashing success right off the bat? And if not, what were some of the things that you did to sort of jumpstart jump start the business? So... You know, I don't think it was a smashing success, but I think my location really, really helps out a lot. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not in the tourist area, but I'm about an eight-minute walk from the transit system. And I'm also in an upscale area, um, actually quite upscale for, for Bangkok. And um, I'm right on the main street, which I think helped out a lot. What I did do to keep things rolling is I actually kind of took advantage of Airbnb a little bit. <laughs> okay. I immediately, um, so I had, I had two rooms. Um, the first one, I, when my first guest was there, he was here for two weeks and he had, like I said, he was also a uh, Airbnb host in, uh, Rio. Mm -hmm. And so he was my friend and he was also my first guest. And he helped me set up the room and just, you know, make it really nice. I put a refrigerator in there, you know, hung up a couple of my artworks in there um, and, and set the room up very nice. So the room was set up very, very nice right from the get-go. Um, what I did immediately after that is I, went, I did the Ikea run. And I went out and bought, you know, 
three things of everything, <laughs> three pairs of sheets, four pillows, you know, three changes of everything, lots of towels, um, and <clears throat> did that room up really nice. And then I had Airbnb come out and take pictures. Yep. And I had them take pictures of every room in my house. Um, and then I, they uploaded it and I just made a new listing for my smaller room and then had everything copied over. So it was the same pictures in both listing. And then, um, I prioritized obviously which room was which. And then, um, about three or four months after that, I remodeled the house and basically took the money that I was earning from Airbnb, um, and just bought a ton more furniture for the rooms and a ton more stuff. And then come out and take pictures again. And then, and I tricked them and I did another listing that was my entire house with two rooms <laughs> and had them come out and take pictures a third time once I had bought more furniture and more stuff for the house. That's interesting, Kelly. I didn't know you can have Airbnb come and take pictures multiple times. Was it easy to arrange that or how did yeah, you? Yeah, so did it was. It was all automatic. Um, they just, for each listing that I had, oh. for each room was a listing. Right. So, I mean, if you're listing out one place, then you can't do it. Right, exactly. But each room was a listing, okay. so they came out and took photos. That makes sense. Well, it sounds like you did a really good job sort of preparing your house. And this yeah. is actually the first chapter in our book, which you can download for free at getpayforyourpet.com. And um, it kind of describes all the necessary steps that you have to take to make your house ready to receive guests. And then it has a list of all the things you might want to add to your house. Just like Kelly said, he went to Ikea, bought a bunch of stuff. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, he, uh, he, he put a refrigerator in, he put up a few. Yeah, both rooms have a refrigerator. Um, I, I could go down the list of what I did. Cause I actually did a little bit more than that. I went and to, I mean, it's easy in Thailand. But I went to the market and I bought about 30 pairs of slippers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have fresh slippers for people. Nice. Uh, um, I stocked the refrigerator with drinks and water and tea. I bought a hot water, a uh, little hot water you know, thing maker. I bought a um, hairdryer. Hairdryer was really important. I had a few yep. guests asking for that. Yeah. Um, so I bought a hairdryer for each one. I also bought some laminate like tent holders, you know, where you could put like a, like you see at restaurants. And so I put in the Wi-Fi password, a small house rules, um, how to work my TV. Each room has a Apple TV. Um, so there's lots of movies available, Netflix, Hulu. Um, what else did I do? Rugs were a nice touch for the room. That's about it, I guess. <laughs> well, it definitely sounds like you did a great job. Would you say, because you, you said that the two rooms that you rent out completely cover your rent. Yeah, they do. Well, okay, so they come pretty close. They, right. they certainly cover my, my house rent, but they don't cover my maid or my electricity. Electricity right. is quite expensive out here in Southeast Asia. Uh-huh. Um, but it makes a huge dent. <laughs> right. So... Um, well, it's funny that you say, well, it covers the rent, but it doesn't cover my maid and my, and my bills. But, you know, you got to imagine to for all the listeners out here who, who are, uh, you know, who have a house with a couple extra spare rooms, 
they well, might be very surprised to hear that they could use those rooms to cover their complete rent. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's pretty huge. I mean, you know, my rent's certainly not cheap um, living in, in the area that I live in. So, um, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice. I didn't yeah. expect it to. That was, that was actually pretty surprising. I didn't expect it to cover my rent. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, when I first started out, I was just amazed by how much I could charge for my house. You know, I, I almost felt bad charging what I was charging at some point. But people were just loving it and, and people were totally willing to, to pay uh, the price. And, um, you know, and it also motivated me to just make sure that the guests were having everything they need. And really take care of them, you know, and provide that ultimate guest experience that I, yeah, I think, um, they I, deserve. I think, I think one thing that I'm lacking on is price. Um, I'm I'm really inexpensive. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I could up my price quite a bit, and people would still go for it. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with what it's at. Great. And just re real quick, one follow-up re regarding your price. What what are your plans? So do you plan to keep it as is, or are you actually thinking about raising it, or what are your th what are your thoughts? So I, I, I do fluff. I guess you want to call it like uh, flex payments or flex rate. Mm -hmm. So depending on demand and depending on season, because there is definitely a high season in Thailand, mm -hmm. I change the prices. Okay. Um, one thing I do do is, I keep a pretty steady price. Um, one room is twenty nine. One room is forty nine, um, and I keep them at a steady price unless, um, like, unless it's say like I don't have any bookings in the upcoming week, I'll mm -hmm. lower the price for yeah. that week. Yep. Um, and then obviously for the seasons, the high seasons, those prices I've already set up quite a quite a bit in advance. Okay. Right, that makes a that makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, one of the things that we recommend in the book is to start out with a with a higher price when there's a lot of time left until the check-in, like, and then slowly start lowering it as you're getting closer to the check-in date. And you know, there's no point having an empty room, right? You're, yeah, it's better to make something and. And have the opportunity to get a positive review, which will help you get more bookings than to have it be empty and not make any money, right? So it makes a lot of yeah. sense to, to really lower the price in the last few weeks quite aggressively. Yeah, I agree. And, um, uh, it's also good that you vary your price uh, according to demand, according to the season, maybe the, whether it's weekday or a weekend or special events. And it sounds like you're doing a pretty good job at that. Yeah, like I said, my, there, there's definitely a soft line. I, I'm, I'm not sure how many other cities have this problem, but there's 1,700 hosts in my in Bangkok. So there's a lot of competition, and there's a lot of hotels here. So <laughs> <laughs> I can go a little bit high, but not too high. <laughs> right, exactly. And do you have uh, like 100% occupancy or close to 100%? I'm, or Yeah, I'm pretty close. Uh, one room is usually about 90% and that's the smaller, less expensive room. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe even 95%. Uh, and then the bigger room is probably more like around 75, 80%.
And and Kelly, one uh, one final question in Bangkok. Did you have to deal with any sort of red tape or um, you know, government regulations or anything that as you were setting this up, or has it been pretty straightforward, pretty easy? Yeah, not that I've not that I've heard of or had any issues. My landlord's really nice. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. All right. Well, Kelly. No issues. Okay. Okay. That's great to hear, Kelly. Thank you so much. Uh, you gave our our listeners tons of awesome uh, information and insight. It was really fun having you on the show. And guys, if you guys want to check out our show notes, you can go to www.getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash podcast and if you also swing by getpaidforyourpad.com you can download the first three chapters of our book getpaidforyourpad.com and with that the end of the show again Kelly thank you so much it was a pleasure and uh, to check out the latest episodes of Get Paid For Your Pad Tune in with us every Monday and Thursday. So new episodes are out every Monday and Thursday. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.